When I am asked what one should do after attaining enlightenment, my advice is not to stop, to move on. Because there is no such thing as enlightenment. What there is, is knowledge that you keep accumulating and gaining awareness of. Calm your mind and practice more. Can't you? Do what you can and it will gradually change you. Gradually, quickly, Kriya is a technique of rapid progress. This is in fact the purpose of yoga. To bring that sublime power of love, creativity, non-violence, peace and tranquility to our life. Everyone wants to live long or become immortal, enjoying this life with full awareness. When one is in search of their own spiritual path that would help them improve themselves, when one wants to begin their spiritual journey, they are to choose a method for reaching this goal. They go through various options. In the long run, the fate shows them the high path. When they have learnt and tried a lot and still feel dissatisfied, the fate, as a rule, opens up to them even greater, even better ways for realization of their lofty ideas that are still selfish, though. Such events are more than just seminars. They present an opportunity of gaining certain experience that will help them steadily follow their spiritual path. Seminar is too simple a word for this event of the universal level. I can say it straightforwardly. One can hardly find the right words to describe what happens to people in the course of consciousness transformation and work with their body, their body temple. Things that we are discussing now relate to the highest science, the science of transformation. We know how to deliver this information to people and watch what happens to them. The seminar is the totality of the many of their realizations, of the realizations they attained in their past lives. I call it a seminar, but in fact it's an event in one's life that sums it up and presents a universal method of transformation or self-realization that is a combination of absolutely all configurations of their spiritual methods and techniques. On the outside, it's a two-day seminar. But in fact, it's an opportunity to get an even higher circle of evolution of the soul, consciousness and body. What do we do during a seminar? We show and practice methods for energization, transformation and awakening of special qualities, special types of energy. Everything that happens to people individually and collectively forms a powerful field, a field of consciousness. It's not only beneficial for an individual, it's beneficial for the entire group and maybe even for the surrounding space. Well, not maybe, it's certain. It is a science of transformation and self-realization. It offers wonderful opportunities that have an all-around impact or produce very good results for everyone, whatever their state. Even for those in poor physical health. 
We have so many cases where people in wheelchairs have come and are practicing. There was a woman confined to a wheelchair after catastrophic injury, and against all laws of nature, she gave birth to a child. Doctors said she had no chances of having a baby. But after she attended several seminars and retreats, if I remember correctly, and became a mother. For the nature that is always there to help people, there are no problems. The problem lies in people. If a person discovers their own nature, if a person is open to new opportunities and gets moving in this direction, they can achieve very high levels. This is especially true for elderly people who seek to prolong their lives, to improve their health and to end their lives in a proper way. There were 85-year-olds and 90-year-olds who practiced along with young attendees of the seminar. And in a way, they were even younger. Over time, special qualities awaken in those who practice. At the beginning, these qualities may not be very enjoyable for the person, but later they make them happy. Why aren't they enjoyable? Because a layer this person should get rid of emerges slowly from the subconscious. But when emerging, it doesn't provoke inordinate negative reactions. And the person eliminates the long-standing destructive program very gently, in full peace and awareness. Emotional outbursts, they are all under control, because the system is arranged so that it enables people to independently follow their self-development path. It's true if one understands it and practices regularly. But if they start to practice and give it up soon, either nothing will happen or something will start to happen that will frighten them. They might think that something bad is going on. But I don't know of any cases where something unpleasant has happened to a person, where they give up their practice in order to get rid of those symptoms. It's the other way around. People realize it and strive for breaking free from that unwanted program or filthiness, if you like. Sometime later, even greater awareness, power, energy, the joy of being, understanding and aspiration will awaken in the person. A lot of qualities. Of course, if you practice regularly, if you dedicate your time to self-development, your brain gets ever more perfect. The perfection of the brain is the perfection of life, because you emanate a certain sort of energy. Whatever you emanate reflects back on you. Now we can witness another law in action. If you give one, you get ten in return. So try to give something very good. People perceive yoga from different perspectives. Some think that yoga is good for health. Others say that yoga is to learn to pray or be happy. Only few people state that yoga is about reconnecting with the highest. The level of understanding is very individual. In Kriya we say that yoga of the high path encompasses all the aspects of the manifestation of this world. 
These aspects that coexist in harmony enable us to enter the state of truth, being or the highest consciousness and blissfulness. In yoga, we call it Satchit Ananda. This is the purpose of Kriya. Kriya is an action that we perform consciously. This is the path to elevated awareness. Highly elevated awareness is the unity with the Creator. Less elevated awareness involves developing the cosmic consciousness or entering the state of cosmic consciousness. Even less elevated awareness presents an opportunity to be happy on the astral plane, at the emotional level, at the level of one's experiences, and maybe on the mental plane. And the basic awareness level is like, I feel good, I feel comfortable in this life. Kriya Yoga offers both comfort in this life, I feel good, and complete realization, where your strivings go far beyond the mere desire to feel good. Because this feeling good is the outcome. This is the cosmic knowledge, the divine knowledge. Kriya is an action on the way to this divine knowledge and awareness of one's true nature that is beyond the human existence. It may sound a bit complicated now, but I think that our audience are ready to hear this. If not, then prepare yourselves. Advance. It's not difficult. Absolutely. When asked, why is it so difficult to meditate, Satya Sai Baba responded, no, why? Meditation is easy. How can you tell that it's easy? Samadhi is even easier, he used to say. You see, this is our natural state. Samadhi is our home. This is where we come from. If we don't know where we came from, we can't be aware of what we are now and what our purpose in this life is. So Kriya is a goal on the path to the highest that helps us learn about our home and understand everything else. Those who have discovered themselves cognize the world. Many prophets spoke about this. Who were they? The greatest and purest tools in the Creator's hands. These prophets possessed knowledge about Kriya Yoga. They used this high knowledge to reach their goals, and this is its purpose. Then they brought this knowledge to the world. Now the science of Kriya Yoga is to some extent prophetic too, because it's the source of opportunities and offers techniques that people can use in this life to improve, at the bare minimum, their intelligence and then grow spiritually gradually, simultaneously, fast, such people attain wisdom. Such people begin to love all of the world. Such people become ones who share universal human values. This is the purpose of Kriya. Awareness of truth, commitment to duty and righteousness, to manifesting unconditional love, manifesting inner peace and tranquility, manifesting the principle of non-violence, such people don't hurt even insects. They love mosquitoes and never kill them. Such people are perfect, and they see this world objectively. They don't divide things into bad and good. They respect this world and the laws governing this world. They form a harmonious society. These are people who live a peaceful, creative life and flourish. 
This is what we should strive for. This is in fact the purpose of yoga, to bring that sublime power of love, creativity, non-violence, peace and tranquility to our life. This is the purpose of Kriya, the purpose of yoga of the high path. This is the purpose of any branch of yoga. But in general, from the philosophical perspective, this is the way to the cosmic consciousness, at which level you emanate love. This is the principle of non-violence worded by Jesus. You can read about it in the Gospel. And in other religions, many saints talk about it. Love for everything, love for your fellow beings. So there is no contradiction here. Moreover, the world becomes more beautiful. But to achieve this, you should do inner work and make an effort to get rid of your attachments and your demonic qualities. For this, Kriya offers a universal approach helping you transform these qualities into high principles and bring this to life through awakening these principles. This is the purpose of yoga. Babaji's Kriya that we inherited from the immortal Himalayan saint is in no way a religion. Similarly, the eternal unchanging law of the universe that sustains this world is not a religion. This is not a religion. Religion appeared later for people with religious views. Kriya is a science, but it's a spiritual science, a holy science. Why is Kriya a science? Because we make use of our intelligence. We work with neurons, we work with the brain, we work with regions of the brain. We stimulate neural connections, we work with bioenergetic channels of the body, the existence of which has already been scientifically substantiated. We work with the body and with the laws of nature. Our body echoes these laws. The laws of nature influence our body. All this is research-based. The universe was created by God. And the law that made it possible is now being researched by scientists. There are laws that operate at the atomic level of consciousness. These are even more subtle laws. All this is being researched by scientists now. All this is offered to Kriya practitioners. When we study Kriya Yoga as a component, we engage mechanisms that enable us to explore these laws and consequently attain realization and explore the universe. This is an absolutely scientific approach. This is an absolutely scientific approach because we use the same mechanisms that exist in the universe as well as in the microcosm. All knowledge and abilities are already within us. So this is not a religion. Religion is something that an individual doesn't know and believes in. This is so-called blind devotion. Well, maybe it's not very blind, but it's how it is. Unfortunately, it's often through fear people figure out what to do. This may be the basic principle that one needs. But now the majority of people change their consciousness and attitude to the world. They evolve and understand that they should discover themselves, study the science about their own precious selves. Then we'll be able to explore the cosmic principle. Because our body is in full compliance with the cosmic law. It's a microcosm. There's a macro structure, as above, so below, on earth, in man. Hermes Trismegistus said that in the Emerald Tablet several thousand years ago. 
This is why Kriya is not a religion. This is a law that guides us on the way to the spiritual consciousness, to the highly spiritual state. In yoga, this is called samadhi, or nirvikalpa samadhi. Kriya is in fact the highest stage of yoga. At the same time, it is also the basis of yoga. Thinking about Kriya as the basis of yoga, we can see that in Kriya, elements of all other branches can be found. As well as elements of Kriya can be found in other branches of yoga. Yoga was torn into various pieces. It's the Western approach. In the Indian Himalayas, there are masters who don't divide yoga into prana-yoga, pranayama-yoga, raja-yoga, and so on. They don't view them as separate branches. They are the same yoga. Take, for example, any action in hatha-yoga. People perform surya-namaskar. Can it be done without pranayama? Of course not. Can it be done without concentration? The harana? Certainly not. This is hatha-yoga. It deals with ethical principles. Yama, niyama. All branches of yoga are involved. Bhakti-yoga, swara-yoga, laya-yoga, and so on. And we are only talking about Surya Namaskar. Those who understand things right don't divide. This division is done here in people's minds. This is why there is this misconception. People ask, why is Kriya better than Raja Yoga? I practice Raja Yoga or Hatha Yoga. Can I combine them with Kriya? But over time, their consciousness evolves, and they become aware of the depth and the principles of unity. Kriya practitioners don't separate one religion from another, because they are aware of the principle of unity. For them, all people are equal. They don't divide things into bad and good, because we are beyond all this. We understand the principles of harmonious coexistence or management, and how the two energies are balanced. This is how we perceive it. But these are the same energies of the One. There is no difference, no contradiction. This is, I dare say, is to be done by everyone who really wants to know themselves in this world, or at least be happy. This method is more perfect. It's on top of every other method. It is the highest stage of Raja Yoga. It's not very difficult to perform. It works on all planes. It's multi-purpose. Because the Creator is the greatest yet very simple truth. When you face problems, it means something is false. The more complicated, the less clear. The less clear, the farther from the truth. This is the principle to follow. Now some words about Kriya as a teaching that unifies everything and incorporates everything, about whether one may and should do it. Of course, this should be an individual choice of everyone. The person must take the first step. We can't call to people, we can't drag people into this. They come when they have evolved to the required level. There's no point in combining Kriya Yoga with any other branch. Well, at the initial stage you can. But when you realize that this method is cosmically pronounced, and how universal it is, everything else just vanishes.
There is just no need in this, because first and foremost it incorporates all types of yoga, I have already mentioned this. It's also important to understand that people tend to be attached to their chosen yoga style. So ask them why they can't leave this yoga style. Doesn't yoga teach us to be unattached? That's the first thing. Second, doesn't yoga teach that one should learn to accept more and more knowledge? Knowledge is indeed immense. It is in no way limited. When I am asked what one should do after attaining enlightenment, my advice is not to stop, to move on. Because there is no such thing as enlightenment. What there is, is knowledge that you keep accumulating and gaining awareness of. Well, if one doesn't want to give up their practice, if they want to practice Kriya Yoga, but they like another method so much that they can't abandon it, maybe they are guided by the principle of attachment and selfishness. Because they have mastered it, but don't want to move on. To move on, one must leave behind what they have. If you ask for something to be put in your hand, open your hand to get it. When you open your hand, what there is will be taken from you, and you'll be given something else. There is no point in asking to give you something if you're not ready to open your hand. In this case, one must learn to leave it without attention, because there is a more perfect system. Those who want to be perfect, move on. But our egoic mind is so made that it says, no, no, I like things as they are, I have it all. And it celebrates it even be it far from perfection. Perfection is yet to be achieved. It's real. But everyone lives in their own reality. I saw many people who had smoked for 40 years and couldn't do it again after the seminar. They took a cigarette but couldn't draw on it. They couldn't even light it up. Because to light it up, one must draw on it. They couldn't understand what was going on. Note that during the seminar, we didn't reveal to them that they would quit smoking. They just came to the seminar. I didn't know whether they were smokers, it did not matter to me. But this is the effect. People were healed from various diseases, quitted smoking. Some gave up alcohol. Others were healed from severe, incurable karmic diseases. All it took was to attend the seminar. I can't take credit for that. The credit is due to their consciousness, to the Creator and their consciousness. My job is just to channel these energies and make the processes perfect. Of course, everyone wants to get results fast. It's because they are selfish. They want it fast. What for? To show off, to brag to their friends, to brag to themselves. But what's the ultimate goal? Yoga of the High Path states that one should be sincerely moving on in order to become perfect fast. A conscious action is much more effective than mechanical work through the ego. Yoga of the High Path explains why we need to be perfect, to make this world perfect, to improve it, to help people and serve in this world. Not to be servile, but to serve God manifested in people, thus expressing our love to this world. For this we must be perfect. When someone says to me, I want to help people, I respond with, 
begin with yourself. If you change yourself, you will change ten around you. If you can't help yourself, how can you help others? When you are weak, how can you help people? With advice? It doesn't work. There must be a powerful force, inspiring and energy-boosting. To achieve this, you should be a perfect tool, so everyone who comes to the seminar is looking forward to becoming stronger. And this is normal, to become wiser, this is normal, to becoming immortal, this is also normal. Everyone wants to live long or become immortal, enjoying this life with full awareness. It's possible, gradually, quickly, but the mind always wants to go faster. If you want it faster, you have to practice better, calm your mind and practice more, can't you? Do what you can, it will gradually change you. Gradually, quickly. Kriya is a technique of rapid progress. For those in a hurry, for those who are selfish, there is nothing faster than this system. Because all aspects of our being are involved here at once. This is not a step-by-step -step gradual process, but an all-encompassing perception. Of course, in any case, we need to work on this. So anyone who comes to our hall, who comes to Kriya, first they come to the hall and then to Kriya, is potentially liberated. How fast the liberation will start to flare depends on how determined one is. So I wish that all of you hurry without hustle. Hurry up, but do it calmly. When you perform an action, keep calm, aware, do everything correctly, thoughtfully and sincerely. And this action will incorporate related events, three-dimensionally shaped, and your life will change quickly. As a matter of form, there are seven stages of Self-Realization. We usually say that the seventh stage is the highest, and it's quite correct. But I think that the highest stage is the first stage that we begin with, because the great lies within the small. However, people know about the seventh stage and make their way to it. During seminars, we initiate attendees into six stages. Technically, we use special techniques for this. Twelve items, twelve techniques. The entire process comprises six stages. When I talk about the six stages as a principle of cognition, I mean that one should live through these six stages. Every time you perform techniques that are formally divided into six stages of self-realization, you go deeper and deeper. And there, in the spiritual dimension, you go through the real stages. These are the sixth stages, the six levels of consciousness that bring you an understanding of the six worlds. And you take control over these worlds or explore them from the viewpoint of consciousness dwelling in these worlds. Here and now, we are in all of these worlds at once. However, in the course of our everyday life, we are absolutely unaware of this. You can begin to practice Kriya and go through the six stages of Self-Realization. We show all the techniques you need for this at the seminar. This is a good opportunity. I don't want people to waste time. There are masters who give only one stage at a time, showing only preparatory techniques. People have to attend their seminars many times. They have to come and to go again and again. But they don't have this much time, nor do they have very much money. Babaji once told me, teach as you were taught. 
I try to give the very maximum that people can carry. So, we give six stages of self-realization. The seventh one is rather difficult. It involves one's personal disciplineship. Mastering six stages is advantageous and time-saving, plus we apply a direct transfer method. Even if there is something you don't understand, it will unpack later within you, because we share our personal experiences. We transfer energy and information in a sacred way. This is what initiation is. And when practicing the six stages, one goes deeper and deeper and starts to live through these six stages. Knowledge awakens within them. They begin to realize that their life is more than just physical and social life. They begin to understand the real life. Because society is a small dot compared to what life really is. Similarly, the mind is a dot and the spirit is space. What is a dot compared to it? Moreover, if we practice properly and are able to shut down the five basic senses, either immediately or gradually, quickly, the mind will disappear. And where is this savvy guy? It doesn't exist. It has never existed. Mind is an illusion, but we need it as a tool. This is why those advanced in Kriya Yoga don't think. They share their knowledge in the flow, and they are aware of what they do. They use their mind to align these things with the outer world, as a tool. I don't think when I talk. I don't have to prepare for this. One can learn to think correctly, but for this they need to eradicate negative patterns from their five senses, indriyas, channels. Our mind must be clean. This includes our wisdom. When the mind is clean, wisdom is just around the corner. If the mind is dirty, we must clean it through mantra, yantra, and tantra as Kriya Yoga. Tantra is the highest potential for transformation. When you walk along the street enjoying the sun, you are initiated. Because the solar radiation generates vibes that carry information and energy information components. The sun is the eye of the Creator. Through the sun we get life. The sun sustains all growth on earth. Not by giving off its heat, but by emitting special astral energy. And this is life. This is initiation. The sainthood and light are in close kinship. Initiation is not something to be afraid of. We can initiate a person, and we can give them light, and we can sanctify them. Shine in this life, always, everywhere. This is a well-known poem. There's nothing to be afraid of. Moreover, life is impossible without it. Every ray of the sun is sanctifying for us. Every ray of the sun initiates us. When people come to masters, to saints, what do they gain? A piece of their sainthood. This is initiation. Initiation into something you weren't aware of that makes you perfect. This is spiritual initiation. If you are aware of this, if you are not ready for this, you should go on with the transformation of your consciousness. If one chooses suffering, they'll go on suffering. Those who realize that they don't want to suffer anymore, that they want to be strong and help this world and other people be strong, 
The ultimate service is to help people, to manifest your love for everyone, and to serve everyone selflessly. This is the highest potential. It will be opened up only after you get initiation from on high. Not everyone can serve. Not everyone is given this opportunity. Well, it's available to everyone, but not all people reach this level. There are people who want, but they can't. They have to prepare better. This is why being initiated at the seminar is paramount. Without it, it is very challenging to move on. Things go wrong, your plans don't work out. Some sort of force prevents you from moving on. People come to the seminar, it happened just recently, and say, I had to struggle my way here. Something just didn't let me go. I wanted to come earlier, but I couldn't manage it. It means that karmic shackles and spatial low-frequency forces, elementals, put obstacles for them again and again. But they are also very good coaches. They are wonderful motivators. The more you suffer, the faster you ascend to the light in the spirit, because you try to survive. This is the law of preservation.